From WNIJ Studios in DeKalb, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. This hour, we feature the music of Leto and Wright. Steve Leto and John Wright have been performing together for almost 20 years, adapting and drawing influence from traditional British Isles and American folk music. They can't say no to throwing in a healthy dose of prog rock sensibilities. Listeners may remember John Wright from his previous performance in Studio A with the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra, which followed in a similar mashup prog style. Leto and Wright have released several albums over the course of their time playing together, and this hour we'll hear them perform a couple of epic medleys that feature some originals and some traditional folk songs. You want to make sure you're strapped in for this one. We'll also talk with Steve and John about their approach to composition and how they've evolved over the years. It's Leto and Wright this hour on Sessions from Studio A. Stay tuned. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. This hour, we feature the music of Leto and Wright. They are a Minnesota-based folk rock and progressive rock band. They blend influences reaching from British Isles to American folk, and then turn around and mix that up with influences from the progressive rock realm. Listeners may remember John Wright from his last appearance in Studio A. He was playing bass with the group Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. We'll talk with John and Steve Leto about their influences, songwriting, and their many years developing their unique sound together. It's going to get proggy in here this hour, so make sure you're strapped in. We'll start things off with a medley, which they refer to as the Biff Henderson set. It's Leto and Wright on Sessions from Studio A.
it's Leto and Wright performing what they refer to as the Biff Henderson set here on Sessions from Studio A. You can see behind-the-scenes video from Leto and Wright's performance in Studio A at our website. That's at WNIJ.org. And there are plenty of other great regional and touring artists there in the show archives. Again, all at WNIJ.org. Check it out. More music to come this hour when our session with Leto and Wright continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. This hour, we're featuring the music of Leto and Wright. They are a Minnesota-based group performing a unique blend of folk styles, some British Isles influence thrown in there, and a big prog element, too. If you were just listening earlier, we heard them do an epic medley of songs called the Biff Henderson set. That's what they refer to it as. And uh, let's actually meet these guys now. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Steve Leto. I play acoustic and electric guitars, a little bit of mandolin. What else do I do? I sing sometimes. That's what I do. Uh, John right here, bass guitar, acoustic guitar, bass pedals, vocals. And our drummer, who is not with us in this room, is Matt Jacobs, and he plays all things percussive. Uh, yeah, we're into this almost 20 years now. Okay, wow. And started out of... Uh, a desire to be creative, essentially, musically, with some of similar uh, influences. And then that's how any band starts, really. So we we had similar interests in British Isles folk rock and pr- British Isles progressive rock and also American folk music. So the idea originally was to uh, take folk music, American and British Isles folk music, and rock it out. Mashing up Pete Seeger and Led Zeppelin, basically, I think is kind of the way you might look at it. Okay, I was going to ask you to throw out some, you know, do some name dropping here so folks can hear what you're talking about. Well, that that's really kind of it. I mean, there's a lot of British folk influence, too, a lot of Fairport, Steel Eye Span. Um, I got heavily into Martin Carthy and Dick Gock and uh, kind of around the time we started this project. So a lot of, <laughs> a lot of really seminal... Uh, British folk acts. Um, there's the, the one thing I would say, we're not the only folks to do this, take traditional music, rearrange it, and rock it out, electrify it, or modernize it, whatever you call it. Um, the, the element that I think that we have that's different is that we bring a pretty, uh, a reasonable dose of progressive rock and or jazz, some heavier jazz stuff sometimes into it um so that's our little calling card i guess it's it's not when people say celtic rock or folk rock you you might think of the young dubliners or and all these great bands that do irish music or they write it or it's got you know it's got pipes in it or the pogues or you know what i mean um or Fairport Convention, or Steel Ice Band. Um, we're, we're doing the same thing, but the twist being we're also doing this to American folk music. Um, and we're, like I mentioned, we're, we're inserting a lot of stuff that we write that is progressive, what, what has been called progressive rock. You know, as the years go on, we have to academify or identify <laughs> genres of music so we're taking influences from crimson king crimson and uh yes and jethro tall and emerson like and palmer and all those all that ilk the the difference might be we typically tend to do that with traditional material sometimes only the words we we did a record in 2009 i think called children's songs and the last track on that is uh a traditional child ballad, Betsy Bell and Mary Gray, and the only thing that we kept out of that really are the lyrics. We 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 didn't change the words, but the music is 18 minutes of uh, mayhem. Oh, yeah, original, progressive, <laughs> essentially mayhem. original progressive rock, and that'd be alongside another more closely interpreted British, like Broomfield Hill. Yeah, I give you that. That's one of our more favorite recorded pieces that we need to bring back live that we haven't that's kind of how the stew gets stirred up in in our little world 
That's quite a stew. Yeah, it's a weird stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so then the question I, I have just sitting here, you know, thinking about this and um, what what are your audiences like? Like uh, you music know, heads. Yeah, I was gonna say they have yeah. to be pretty pretty music. But not all the time, Carl. Uh, you know, when you play an Irish tune, and we didn't we played a few today, people I noticed we started this band twenty years ago, if just playing in a bar, if you play an Irish tune, people seem to feel like, oh, I like that. Or they somehow it, it hits them. It's somewhere. like disarming or something. Yeah. Hmm. It hits and them then somewhere. they let the prog slide in. That's exactly <laughs> they, correct. Uh, they tolerate the prog. Right. Right. Because <laughs> you play a you play a tune, Irish tune, there's something um, something connects. What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, it's an ar- archetype. You know, it's in your. It's s- like genetic memory yeah, or something. Yes, it, it, that's what yeah. it is. It's and like when you hear bagpipes or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, you, yeah, you I was there once. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know. So <clears throat> it that the. Uh, we, we can play, we've played to every possible kind of audience you can imagine. We can sit down and do a duo gig with just the two of us, or the three of us with the drummer, with Matt. Um, we could play to a room of 80-year-olds that have never heard of Crimson. And we have. We have. <laughs> and, and they like it because we can play a couple acoustic guitars and we can play folk music, even though we're stretching it, we're, we might be pushing it outside of what they're used to hearing. It's certainly not going to you know, be offensive to them. It's folk music. We, we do folk songs, you know. We do Pete Seeger songs, although they don't sound like Pete Seeger songs. <laughs> or we do an uh, Irish drinking song or whatever. Well, let's talk about that first epic medley that you did. You guys call it the Biff Henderson set. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that thing actually um, begins with a piece that I first heard from the playing of Martin Hayes, uh, who's a great Irish fiddler. And they open up, speaking of long things, they open up a 27-minute tune set on their live record with this piece. And it's uh, uh, I, I did a little research so I could spell it, as you found out, Port Nabuki, which is Gaelic, I believe, for Dance of the Fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, almost impossible to spell, but they figured it out, so that's how I, I figured it out. But it's, it's a really, I think, beautiful Irish air that teeters between... G major and G minor, um, and does so pretty. Uniquely. We haven't recorded that one yet, so there you go. You're the first. That's right. the first recording. That, that is, yeah. yeah. I feel honored. Okay, All right. our and listeners then, should feel honored. Okay, too. yes, they should. Yes. <laughs> and that segues into a tune set that um, is, is on the new record, right? On the new record, yeah. yeah. And we ended that with a oh, piece yeah. from a song called "Cura of Kildera," which was on Game of Chess, which is our third release. So we took brand new piece that he brought in three months ago, I think, or something. Segwayed into this tune set that's going to be on the upcoming release, which is three different Irish tunes strung together, followed by something that I wrote. So there's there's three Irish tunes, right? Yes. And then there's the last segment that I, it's a tune that I wrote. And then the whole thing ended with a vocal song called Cura of Cadell, Cura of Kildare, <laughs> which was an arrangement I got there was a, I think they were Irish, the trad police out there are going to shoot me. Um, the, the, the Fury Brothers, Finbar Fury. Mm-hmm. The Irish? Okay, any of you traditional folks out there can tell you. So they had a version of the song. It's a traditional Irish ballad. I think a cura is a boat. It is. It's a boat. So I just took their version and <laughs> made it a <laughs> made lot it louder. A, made it a rock song <laughs> and put a. Louder Steve and longer. guitar solo in the <laughs> middle of it. Now, and then I told you I was going to ask you about this. You guys referred to that as the Biff Henderson set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's Steve's. Uh, uh, you know, I don't when I when I can't remember a name of a person, I refer to them typically as Biff Henderson, and I have no <laughs> idea why. Biff Henderson was the stage manager on the late night show with David Letterman, whatever the name of that show was, and. Uh, Dave would do little bits with Biff every now and again. Uh, it was just like a running joke back when I was in college, I think, with my roommates, you know, Biff Henderson. So, sorry, Henderson, sorry, Biff. He's a great guy, I'm sure. I've never met him. But. All right. Now, you guys are going to treat us to another epic, proggy, Celtic, folky medley here, and it's going to close out the hour. Tell us all about this next one you're going to do. Oi. That... That actually is the start of the 20-minute and 11-second piece that starts the second side of our upcoming record. And it, it, it 
Here's another great example. We, we found, um, I think, from Maddie Pryor and June Tabor, the Silly Sisters, one of the Silly Sisters records, I think, uh, a, a piece called The Agincourt Carol, which is all about Henry V and going over to France and taking care of business over there. Um, but ultimately, their version is is better than ours. <laughs> vastly different, uh, and different, quite a, yeah. quite a bit shorter, and has yeah. a great guitar playing from Dan Brass. But um, we kept the words, uh, <laughs> which are traditional and date back to Henry V. But really, it's all about uh, England England's victory over there, and our thing. Uh, the the thing we played today starts off with. Um, a piece that I wrote that we, I actually wrote a chart for string, string quartet, and it's played by a string quartet on the record. Hmm. So, uh, but it did originate as a guitar piece, so not too easy to go back to that if we need to, because we can't tour with the string quartet. It's just too, <laughs> too doggone expensive. Yeah. And we'll get to that medley in just a moment. Reminder, you can see behind-the-scenes video from Leto and Wright's performance in Studio A at our website, along with performances from plenty of other great regional and touring artists. It's all there in the show archives. Check it out. It's at WNIJ.org. Again, more music to come this hour when our session with Leto and Wright continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. We've been featuring the music of Leto and Wright this hour. They are a folk Prague group, question mark, with some British Isles influence, American folk thrown in, all thrown into a blender and whipped up. Then we're going to hear another epic medley from them. This one's called the Agincourt Medley, and this is Leto and Wright here on Sessions from Studio A.
It's Leto and Wright performing what they refer to as the Agincourt Medley live in Studio A. Leto and Wright was recorded in Studio A at WNIJ Studios in DeKalb. You can find a link to the music of Leto and Wright at our website, along with behind-the-scenes video from their performance in Studio A and performances from plenty of other great regional and touring artists. It's all in the show archives, again, at WNIJ.org. Sessions from Studio A was produced by yours truly and Spencer Tritt. You can keep up with what's going on in Studio A by following us on Instagram. You'll find us at Sessions WNIJ. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And, of course, we are always looking for the next artist to feature on the show. Send your submissions and suggestions to Sessions at NIU.edu. Until next time, this is Sessions from Studio A. Thanks for listening.